4,000 feet uh, speed, uh, 180 knots, one double jingle. Hey guys, it's Fly Alyssa and Fly Girl Kelly. And today we have an extra special guest on Cockpits and Cocktails. We have Macy Dan. Let it slide, I know we're okay. What's up, Macy? Hello, good morning. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you guys today. Um, it's a good morning. The sun is shining. It's a perfect fall day. So It is. I, I mean, agree. Macy's in Florida, right? So it's oh yeah, it's beautiful in Florida, sunny and seventy-five. <laughs> yeah, nice. Don't hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Alyssa, Macy, and myself, we go way back. <laughs> we go way back to like a whole last weekend. <laughs> yeah, Nashville. Such a yeah. history. <laughs> a privilege to meet you and I can't wait to dive into all your things because I didn't want to ask you all of these questions before because I wanted these like raw awesome like results of of what you like to do what you do for a living and how you wind up meeting us in Nashville. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so, yeah you know I invited um Kim Kim uh Hanover the uh flying SIC on Instagram and uh, to this fly-in that uh, a friend and I were putting together to try to get some women involved in aviation together, just to have a good time and maybe go fly around a little bit. And <laughs> and she said, could I bring a friend or can a friend join us? And I was like, yeah, no. sure. <laughs> we welcome all the girls. Yeah. <laughs> and well, some first, of the boys is, too. is she cool? And <laughs> she's like, yeah, no. And I had no idea, I didn't know anything about you, you know, what your story was, what your connection was with Kim and Christopher, but uh, it was really nice to meet you, and you're like a young, you know, breath of fresh air, and you just had this, I was telling someone actually earlier earlier today, they were like, so who are you doing this podcast on? I was like, well, she's just like this young, very charismatic uh, woman that has done a whole lot, and is mature in a way that, I mean, I have a 21-year-old, and you're a little bit ahead of him, I would say, in maturity. And I just thought you were so impressive. And you, I, the more you talked about everything that you do and that you've done. You have a girl crush on Macy. I know. <laughs> I was like, this girl is amazing. I'm flattered. <laughs> Macy, how old are you? I'm 24. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember <laughs> that age. I don't even know. <laughs> know what I, I was know. doing then. Uh, I, I wasn't flying. Second, uh, what do you do for your job? So for my job, I promote avionics equipment. So I, I get to talk about my hobby all day long <laughs> while finding people, you know, the, the best solution for their avionics panels. And sometimes we'll sit on, I'll sit on calls with people for a couple hours and we'll just talk about, you know, what is the best solution for their aviation needs and for their for their panel and so it's it's really fun to bring something like that together and we're both you know we're both excited at the end and it's I have a blast with it (laughs) yeah 
So you have your region is like from Florida up to Canada or something, right? Yeah. So I cover the whole uh, the whole eastern region at, up to all the way up through Ontario and uh, and down through Miami. So wow. <laughs> I have a huge territory, but it's yeah, you do. I, I get I get to meet so many people, and it's you know that I really just Avidine brought me on with open arms as you know, a new instrument pilot who was fresh out of college and they believed that I could be a good asset to the team. And I just, I always appreciated the the confidence they had in me and yeah, and just appreciated the, the team there. So, yeah. So how did you wind up? Okay. So Avidine is, yeah, I actually had Avidine in the Piper Archer that I owned before. It was like a glass panel, the PFD and the MFD. That's what I had. And I thought it was, Really easy to use, super intuitive. And of course, I mean, I've used Garmin products as well, the G1000. And I don't know, on either one of them, I'm sure I did not learn everything that these things are capable of. They're just way, they're just, cause they can do it like everything. But I thought it was cool. And I never really knew that there was actually a career or a job where someone goes around and talks about this equipment. So tell me how you got this job. What, where did it all come from? And then what do you do specifically? I mean, I've always been just obsessed with aviation and I loved learning about anything not of my own invention. <laughs> so, uh, so as far as when I started flying, I didn't know a whole lot about avionics. And so diving into it, just learning about it was really interesting to me. And I came across an ad for Avidine that they had a job opening. So I immediately reached out and got in contact with them. I thought it would be just a really cool way to, I, I wanted to pursue a career in aviation, but I didn't necessarily want to go to the airlines, but I, I wanted a, a career where I could talk to people in aviation daily and be able to to just learn more about my hobby too, and as well as being able to help other people with it. And so that's, that's kind of how I got started. And now I am the, the dealer rep for the area. So I, I go around and help the dealers, you know, learn about the Avidine products. I'll bring on new dealers. And uh, so the existing ones, I'll help them, you know, market, bring the product to market and show them what it's capable of. So I just kind of, Go ahead and help them. And yeah. Do you try to encourage, are the dealers trying to sell um, customers the, um, the products or like are customers coming in looking for products typically, and you're just trying to give them the right tools in order to inform them what they kind of need to say and what they need to show and highlight. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the customers, they, they come in and they, they really, they know what they want. A lot of them have gone in and studied the products. A lot of them have talked to uh, my partner is Joe Conte and he, he works more on the end user side. And so a lot of times he's, he's already talked to these customers and kind of just showed them what the product does. And then when they come into the dealers and the dealers can just, you know, if there's, especially if they're comparing two products, they'll just, oh, I, I help them be able to list, you know, what it does and help them bring the product to market and show that, be able to show the customer yeah. that, and so just, just so they can get the whole, the whole picture, just mm-hmm. so it, it's really just about finding the best product for each person. It's not, 
you know, you don't want to sell somebody the, the wrong price. It's not, it's not trying to push the sale onto somebody because you don't, yeah. you don't want somebody to end up with a, with avionics that they, that they're not. That they don't like or part of in their airplane. So yeah, that, that's really what we that try to do. Cool process that you get to work with the dealers. And I mean, do you work on the customer end at all? Do you have people reach out to you or yeah. you just kind of show them a dealer that might be able to help them better or how does that work? No, I definitely work with the customers. So, you know, social media has definitely been a large impact uh, through Facebook, even Instagram, just uh, having customers reach out and just saying, hey, how does this work? And so I'll get on a phone call and we have, it's called the IFD trainer. It's a free app. Mm -hmm. And so I'll get on a phone call with them and just go through the unit and show them how to put in a flight plan and show them how easy it is <laughs> that it doesn't yeah. have to take 10 minutes to put in a flight plan. It can take 20 seconds. So just kind of nice. go through and, and help them learn about it. So your day, I'm assuming with COVID, it's kind of been kind of crazy, but it sounds like you would need to travel a lot. You have a lot of ground to cover, a lot of relationships that you're trying to build with the dealers. What is like a typical um, month supposed to look like for you? Are you in an office ever and working on figuring out the new products or are you traveling like all the time? Uh, so it's, it's changed. It's, it's evolved. I was in the office and now as I really have gotten a handle on the product, now I'm, I'm, I work remotely. And then during all planned trips, you know, usually Monday to Thursdays or maybe Monday to Fridays. And I'll, uh, an example was going up, I did, uh, Alabama and Georgia the other week and just uh, flew up there and drove and went to multiple airports where I had a dealer at each one. And then I also will pick out some new places that I go into and just see if they know about Avidyne and just try to help them learn about it and see see if they're a, a good prospect for to be stewards of the yeah. Avidyne product. Yeah. So. So do you fly yourself or is that something I believe we talked about you was a goal of yours? Like That's where a are goal you of your, mine. <laughs> you're flying. Okay. So what are, are you, your instrument righted and you're working on something right now. What, what are you working on? Yeah. So I'm working on my commercial right now. Not, not necessarily that I need it for my job. I just, my own curiosity. I, I want, <laughs> I want to yeah. just make myself a better pilot. So I'm working towards the, my multi-engine commercial and, uh, have a couple nice. hours. Yeah. You'd like to ultimately have your own plane and fly to some of these dealerships and visit yes. people. Yeah. That is the goal. Just because it I, I feel like it would make it would make me better at my job too, being able to go show the product. And you know, mm. if somebody has a question about it, say, come on, get in. We'll we'll go we'll go test it out and we'll go fly an ILS into here and you can just yeah. use the product. And I think that's that would be really useful and yeah it would also save time and i would Channel be able to buy macy <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. that sounds so cool i think that'd be really really fun are you wanting to do you have any idea what kind of airplane you'd want to buy oh i've been looking at a few different things i've been looking at either uh, a, an older retail bonanza um i have a lower budget <laughs> so also looking at some of the some There's of the pipers there, and though, like the yeah. Details, details you can find, especially if you're wanting to upgrade the avionics to Avidyne or something, you can probably buy something. Yeah. Kind of a cool thing about airplanes. I feel like there's such a broad range of 
what you people can get an airplane for. They want to spend a lot, they can, but you can also get something airworthy that, you know, for less than a lot of people think. So it doesn't need to have like, it doesn't need to be like top notch, everything brand new in order to do what you want to do and still have fun, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. I'd I'd actually rather have something with no, with not an updated panel so that I can yeah. put Avidine in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I was like, I could just see Macy Dan flying around in like a breezy or something. I think he would be like, <laughs> I mean, not for like your job, but I could just totally see it. Like, yeah. <laughs> very adventure. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you go to like Oshkosh typically and air shows and things like that and work a booth or something like that? Yeah. So yeah. our whole team goes, we go to, pretty much every show when they have them, <laughs> mm-hmm. excluding 2020. But yeah. we, we're, we're at pretty much all the shows. Yeah. And how long have you been with Avidine? Um, I've been there almost two years now. Well, are they hiring? Do they need another associate? <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they're always I mean, looking to hire. <laughs> Avidine is, is it's, like gro- it's still growing. Cop, cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that would be so much fun. No, it's I, I love working there. Everyone I work with is. Yeah, what's up? Um, the question I had was, um, like, do you ever, like, what is your direct, because you usually the big thing, but, like, who is your direct, like, work competitor, like, competitors, or do you guys talk? Do you have, like, good relationships with other companies, or how does that work? Yeah, so we actually work with a lot of different companies, you know, in a in an avionics panel, it's it can be really diverse. So, I mean, whether it be Aspen or Dynon or Garmin, we we work with everyone, and we're, our solution is really to to integrate and to you know for for each certain plane, there is there's so many different things you can do, and it's really just whatever's going to work best for the customer. And so we're really open to working with other companies too. Some of the things that were impressive to me about you were all the different kind of things you've done. For a 24-year-old, you've done a lot. <laughs> and I do believe that's kind of led you probably to what you're doing and why you enjoy it and why you're probably, I would guess, pretty good at it because you're you're really personable and I know you need to be that way in order to form these relationships with the dealers. So what would you say, okay, some of the things you've done, you've lived on, on a boat, correct? I did with my father. Yeah, and you've lived in Alaska. Yep, was uh, up there, and I actually, uh, yeah, I worked at a, uh, in a, a fly fishing lodge called Brooks Lodge in Katmai National Park. Yeah, and you, were and you currently guy, live in right? Florida, but didn't you live in, like, Australia or something? <laughs> yeah, so I went traveling Australia for a little bit, and that was very fun. <laughs> Um, that was, that was after high school. It was one of those things where I was not ready to just go straight, you know, straight into going to college and living in a dorm. So I decided to just take it online and yeah, and work, work from there. <laughs> Did you, um, complete your whole college, uh, experience or degree or whatever online? Yeah. So pretty much. I only did one year actually at the school and then the rest of it, I got and totally online degree from University of Florida. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> so, Very un- unconventional life that, that you've had. So 
What do you think? How do you think all your kind of background played into leading you to where you are? And um, you also have some very interesting hobbies. I'm thinking like (laughs) (laughs) mountain shooting. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's my weekend hobby. Yeah, talk about everything that you do and why you think that's made you what you are and put you where you are today. I think that just, you know, growing up in my my unconventional life (laughs) has just really just opened my perspective of, you know, what what you're able to do, that it's not there's you should enjoy what you do every day. And I think that that was the most important aspect that I've that I've learned from whether it be traveling or out on a boat in the sea for two months with a <laughs> with no cell reception or you know just having a hobby that I do every weekend where I'm happy doing it you know I'll, I'll go fly or I'll go ride a horse and I, I just enjoy what I do and I think you know coming into Avidine, everyone I work with is so diversified in their aviation careers I mean it's people from the airlines that work in helicopters, veterans who are just detailed techs and engineers. And then there's me, who's like a, who's a marginally intelligent pilot who likes to have fun <laughs> with yeah. it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I just, I, I just enjoy it and I enjoy talking to people. And I, I think that that's really why I fit in to this career. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had known a lot that you seen like when I was 24, I wish I'd known a lot of things that, that, you know, I feel like a lot of young people go after things that they think will bring them a lot of money or a lot of like notoriety or popularity, or it's kind of what their parents want them to do. And it sounds like, uh, and this is the vibe I got from you, like, you know, what makes you happy and that's the that's what you want to spend your time doing that you've made a decision I want to enjoy life and I want to do things that I like to do so I think that's so cool and I wish you know more people would live their lives that way no I I think it's definitely just uh and it's who you it's who you spend your time with it's it's all about the people you spend your time with I mean I'm my my mother (laughs) yeah Exactly. I mean, my my mom and dad, they're some of my best friends and they live their life that way. They've always have. And uh, and that's why I've gotten to go do so many fun things is because we we all do them together, you know, and so that was how your family, both of your parents were. Exactly. Yep. You know, my mom is we we do the horses together and then my dad, we we sail and and travel. And sometimes I go travel alone because I like that, too. So, <laughs> yeah, some people can't imagine like traveling by themselves and I don't mind it at all. I think it's it's a good experience to have with people, but it's also a good experience Absolutely. to travel by yourself. It is. I've, yeah. gotten, I've gotten so accustomed to like my family was very small town. They couldn't afford vacation, which when we were younger, we couldn't, we couldn't afford vacation. But their type of vacation is completely different from me. Like I'm finding coffee shops and finding nature and finding cool things. My mom wants to go like to the biggest outlet malls and the shopping and the, you know, so it's, 
it's all in like what you grow up learning. And I think that's awesome that your family just kind of instilled that in you and just find things that you love and can't wait to see what you've done when you're 32. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's a, you know, you mentioned (laughs) camping. I think I've spent more nights outside than I have in a house. So (laughs) So did your family, um, what got you into aviation? Where did that all come from? Oh, so that actually, my, my uncle, um, you know, none of my parents fly and, but my uncle always had a plane and took me up in, you know, it was an old lake. And so I got to go fly around with him some, and it was just, I loved it. I loved being in the sky and I just, you know, I was just when you started. Uh, So I was 16. I, I actually, for one of my high school projects, I got my pilot's license. I was just exceptionally curious. I got a pilot's license. I think my high school project, I probably downloaded the night before and turned it in, you know. Yeah. I I would do things differently. And I applied myself, right? But we're all here here together. (laughs) Yeah. So what did your parents think? It sounds like they probably loved it because they sound like people that like to try things out and they love adventure they I guess they were super supportive oh yeah no they love it and uh you know they're they didn't know much about it but they were like okay is, you know is do you need, need me to help you study or something and they'd read they'd read off some questions and they were like I have no clue what this is reading so you know we, we 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 both learned together and I think that was really cool whereas um you know they didn't know much about you know, just the general aviation. And now we're kind of immersed into it and they're, they're interested and they love to come fly with me because they like to go places. (laughs) Now do you have siblings? It's a meshed family. So altogether I do have uh, six siblings, (laughs) some being step and some being half siblings. Yeah. Are uh, any of them into flying? No, pretty much nobody else in my direct family is, is into flying. But <laughs> bad face. <laughs> well, maybe that will change. Are you where are you in the in the like the birth order? Oldest, youngest, middle? I am the baby, and I you it are. is the best spot to be in. Yay! <laughs> yeah, the baby is the best. Like I'm the only girl and the baby, so I'm like. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really awesome. Um, so what are your goals with the with your career in aviation? Do you kind of like this sales thing that you're doing? Are you, what do I you do? Any, it, any you goals? Know, I love my position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm having so much fun with it. And I think that especially when I'll be able to fly myself to some of these meetings and to, to just really, I don't know what else I could want. Right. <laughs> I love yeah, I don't that. either. <laughs> I'm so happy. And I think can that I that's your a... assistant. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> you need two assistants. I'm her stylist. <laughs> what have you got to offer? <laughs> hey, look at this mane. <laughs> so um, when you came to Nashville, was that kind of because I know um, I guess you consider Christopher a client. I don't know. Is he a client? He's a he's a client, but he's also just a a great guy. I mean, he, yeah, he represents Avidine, and he also lets his his tribe of of followers and subscribers just 
he shows them how it e- how easy it is to use our products and I just yeah. always appreciated that and that's how I got to be friends with them is is just because they're good people. <laughs> yeah. He does lo- love that Avidine. You know, when we flew to Chattanooga, of course, you know a little bit about my airplane and he was telling me what I needed to upgrade and what I need to change and he um, had me up front in his airplane showing me his um, all his Avidine products and you know, they seem pretty easy to use. Uh, what was the the GPS unit called? What is that called? Uh, so he has the uh, he has the Avidine 550 and the Avidine 540. Okay. So that's the uh, they're the IFD series. So we have um that they're all slide in replacements for the those 430s and 530s. Yeah. So yeah. they just use the same trays, and if you have one of those, it's a really easy upgrade to do and <laughs> get do a all full dealers- solution. Or avionics shops have access to, to your products, or do they have to have some kind of relationship or contract or something like that? Yeah, they they would they have contracts with us. We have a yeah. So not not everyone can sell Avidine, but yeah. you know, as long as they give me a call, <laughs> I can yeah. sure discuss it with everyone. Yeah. Open so how up. like if I want some uh, to replace my 480 that people make fun of because it's really old, then. <laughs> How would I go about doing that? So it's not a direct slide in, but um, I we let's just we we both need to get on the phone and go through just get on the trainer app and kind of get you going through it. Decide between our 550, 540, or the 440, and so that's a just whichever upgrade is best for you. Right, and then you would tell me where to go near near my home. I would give you some suggestions of dealers and, you know, it's also, I always encourage people to go get quotes, you know, go to multiple people and just see what shop is going to, going to be the best for you. You know, some, some people are really talented at certain, certain aircraft and they've, they've done a lot of work on them. So it all depends on that. I think one of the things uh, I've learned or that I'm learning that I kind of want to pass on to other people is the difference between, so I had a Piper Archer, a certificated airplane and now I have an experimental and there's a lot of differences in the maintenance and what's required and how things are logged and, you know, the, the minimum amount of work. Just everything is not the same. You don't have to do a lot of stuff on this uh, particular kind of plane. So do your products and just in general avionics products, it seems like there's a certificated uh, version and then a less expensive uh, other version that you can use in experimentals. Can you explain that? Difference? So Avidine actually only has we only do certified equipment. Okay. But a lot of a lot of the especially I know you have one of the RVs. A lot of RV people have Avidine and certified equipment is just it's definitely um, irreliable. <laughs> I can't find the word for it, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> we don't sell toys. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know I've gone uh, online and looked at one of your competitors like websites. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess your main competitors would be like Dynan and Garmin. Is that right? Well, Dynan, we actually work with. So Dynan came oh, out with okay. the Skyview. And uh, I don't know if you saw AOPA. They have the that RV10 up for sweepstakes. Yeah. It has, it, it has the, uh, the Dynan and it has the IFDs in it. So that's okay. that compares directly with Avidine. We actually love working with them. So yeah, it's all about integration. 
Um, I mean, that's, that's a big part yeah, of it. Well, this, this piece might work really well with this piece and it might work better for you. And so having those relationships and being able to know what capabilities those other companies can help your equipment that you might not be succeeding in having that specific product. I mean, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say as like, you know, I'm looking, let's just say I'm one of these competitors. What? Cause I'm like, okay, if I replace this, there's a certificated version, just a random number, $8,000. And then the non-certificated version is like $4,000. Why do you think there's the big difference? <laughs> because to get those certificates. <laughs> yeah. And and just that it's just, it's a product that's tested and that is warrantied and it's it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't want to be yeah. up in IMC, IFR conditions and not have a certified product in in my opinion yeah yeah it's it's a little i guess it would be like i'm thinking of in like medicine there's like multivitamins that are you know not proven on the shelf and they can tell you that you're going to lose weight or something but you can take them and you might get really sick or something because they haven't been tested but then there's like proven yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I'm open to doing pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I'm flying, I just, you know, I don't want to take any chances. I want to, I want to, I want my avionics to be dependable and I want to know that it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Ground safely. Cause All I right. do want to go be able to go live and have, <laughs> do yeah, my, and if a company do my if a company isn't putting their best foot forward and certifying their equipment, then maybe it's not the best equipment out there. And so that's why they're selling it at a lower price yeah. as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Which I, yeah. And I, I really don't, don't have too much insight on that as yeah. just because I, I only work with the certified. So I don't, I'm not really familiar with the, with the experimental equipment. Right. So if you, you talked to someone, I mean, one of the more overwhelming things when I was looking for a new airplane was if the airplane needed new avionics, I mean, needed, let me say, let me define that, needed, maybe not needed, maybe they had the round gauges and they were fine, but I really wanted an upgraded kind of current um, modern dash and and people are telling me, well, it's going to cost you $40,000 to get all this done. It's so overwhelming that, you know, I, I, it's hard for, what do you tell someone that's, they're like, well, I don't really like this panel, but I don't know if I want to spend 40 grand. How can we do this in a way that's something I'm comfortable with? And how do you approach people when it just seems like, oh my God, that seems like so much money. I don't know if I want to do that. What, how do you, you figure out what is important. So, I, I mean, some people that, that are, that have this question, we end up, getting to talk about the IFDs and the IFD is just a really fully capable flight management system. And so a lot of times when people have, you know, for instance, a 172 with full steam gauges. So they'll, they'll do an upgrade with a, a 440. That's a, a, that's, that would be our, the best valued product. Yeah. You know, it's a smaller screen, like the 430, but you can hook, we have an iPad app. It's called the, the IFD 100 app and it hooks directly to the 440. And so you would, you would put your 440 in and you would be able to see, you can see the screen and enter your flight plan on the iPad and it talks to it okay. via Wi-Fi. 
Yeah. So it's like having two screens and the iPad at the cost of an iPad. You know, it's it's yeah. just it's deciding what's important to you. And I just so, some people with planes, especially a lot of the flight school planes, you know, it's it's having a 440 with an iPad and it, it gets the job done. Not only gets the job done, but you have full, you know, ILS approaches and it, it's just it's a full system. Yeah. And it has to, do you come up with like a plan sometimes or would you recommend kind of a plan? Well, why don't you do this first and then, you know, maybe change this in, in a, a few months or something. So it's a little bit more like bite size kind of pieces, I think. We actually just because of the installation process, mm. most people, you know, they kind of decide what's important and what they're going to want in the aircraft, yeah. you know, whether it be for the next few years or until they sell it. And they, they usually go ahead and do the full install just yeah. because tearing out your panel and redoing the panel and the installation is That's very time consuming. That's it is. It's the installation cost. And so I would recommend, you know, just deciding exactly, you know, I, I'd be happy to go through it with you, but uh, just deciding what's important and, and making a plan and, and just, and putting that together just because, it will end up costing you more later on if, yeah. you, if you take out the panel again right. and do a full installation again. That's true. Paying for the labor and everything is uh, can be very it can expensive. Can be as expensive as the avionics themselves. You yeah. Know, I was, yes. I just saw a post on Facebook or something where somebody was, you know, kind of arguing with a an installer because it was costing, you know, four grand or you know whatever, and they're like, well, that's more than the avionics and he's like yeah because it's you know 40 hours of labor yeah you know whatever it might be it really can be and that's that's why these you know these slide in replacements have been such a such a such a blessing for so many because it saves on the installation costs right yeah have you seen an airplane torn apart with all these wires like everywhere (laughs) oh yeah I, like I said, I'm marginally intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, trying to I would say you need to pay a lot. It's a huge job to do all that. It takes so oh, much yeah. time. And I thought like with the experimental yeah. aircraft and people installing their own avionics and things, I know somebody was like, Oh, well, this light isn't working right or this you know, error message is coming up and I'm like, Do you start over? Like, how do you know where you screwed up? Like, you're not going to be inverted as soon as you take off. Like, I I just can't even fathom. The build process would be very amazing to do yourself. But I think I'd just hire somebody to definitely do all of the avionics. (laughs) The thing that keep me alive. Those people are going to be like geniuses. Yeah. (laughs) When I get my, I am not at the tech. When I get, <laughs> when I get my first plane, I will be hiring somebody yeah. to do my electronics and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me, do you? Uh, so what's it like for someone like you to date? I mean, you've got to be very intimidating to, to guys. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, she's done everything. It just takes the right guy. I actually. <laughs> I met my now boyfriend in Alaska, oh, so nice. okay. he was, he's also very, he's very cool. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> and he has, yeah. he has a similar job. So he, he works uh, not in aviation, 
but he works remotely and um so he's always traveling around to dealers as well and so we have a, we have a blast just yeah. being able to come home at the end of the week and we go do all kinds of things on the weekend camping or go travel or we, we always I'd have, be have like something to do no, we have fun. And, you know, I, it's one of those things where I was, I'm never, I was never looking for anybody, but it's just when, when somebody right shows up and, and that's, that's yeah. what happened there. I was yeah. always very, uh, I, well, I still am <laughs> just very independent yeah. <laughs> and it's all about, uh, just finding somebody who's, who can was he living that. in Alaska or was he working there? Kind of like you were. He was working, he was working there as well. So he actually, he fueled the the float planes that would come over to my, my lodge. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would said, love to fly in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Did you do any flying while you were in Alaska? Uh, not PIC, but I did, uh, a couple of the guys that flew out there, they were open to just showing me. I mean, we, our company had an otter and a beaver and a wow. 206. And so it was so much fun getting to ride around in those and with your fly rod over your shoulder and just being yeah. able to jump out and on the river with the bears all around you. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was fun. I that sounds amazing. Jealous right now. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I saw your picture like, uh, as a fly fishing guide or something somewhere. And I was like, that inspired me to bring out my fly fishing. <laughs> I saw you with your rod the other day. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I've been a couple times and I've not been super successful. So I'm going to need you to come with me to Alaska. And it takes time, but <laughs> yeah. just cast, just sit in your yard and just cast. <laughs> I got, well, the guy, my first guy that I had, he's like, He's like, you're lying. He's like, you've done this before. And I was like, I really haven't. Like, I, I bass fish a lot. But yeah, it was. But I, I caught one fish and I got so excited. I jerked it and I lost it by the time we got it in. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> went with me one time. That was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra's our girlfriend in California. She's yeah. Been over. Was that <laughs> in Tahoe? That was in Tahoe. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So tell me about one more thing before we go. I want to talk about this whole horse shooting thing that you do. Yeah. <laughs> this whole horse shooting thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get on a horse and it's it's called mounted shooting and you have two single action Colt 45s and you even have I can I can show you the little holsters. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Actually, one moment. <laughs> well, at least we know she was wearing pants now. Yeah. <laughs> so here they are. This yeah. is the holsters and you put these around your around your waist. Yeah. And then here is the single action. Yeah. And you awesome. just put them in the holsters and you have five rounds of black powder. Yeah. In each of them. And so okay. there's 10 balloons and you go around a course and they, they have all different courses that are really fun. And you run as fast as you can because it's all timed. Wow. Yeah. And you shoot five balloons and then you sh switch guns and you shoot the other five. Yeah. But it's not, it's not bullets, right? <laughs> Nope, it's just black powder, so it, it dissipates. It has a 
you know, it's kind of kind of like a bird shot. It has a tra- yeah. trajectory, and then it it dissipates at about fifteen feet. So you don't want to okay. get get too too far away. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How long have you been doing that? I saw that, and I thought it was so cool. But I'm like, how are people like watching, not getting killed? You know, yeah. <laughs> going off everywhere. And yeah, just powder. No, it is. It is weird to be. You know, I grew up with guns and and gun safety. And yeah, you're sitting yeah. in the stands and somebody's pointing a gun directly at you. <laughs> so, it's a little scary. You know, shooting from a horse. How do you get your horses like acclimated to shooting or are they just around it for so long? I mean, so I know. So I just started a new one. So I, I've been doing, I, I did mountain shooting when I was about eight years old. <laughs> so I've been doing it a while. Yeah. And then I actually just started a new horse. And so you just start out slow, you know, you shoot behind, you're, you're on them and you just shoot behind you so that they can't hear it that much and they don't see it. So they just yeah. get used to the sound at first. And then you just start kind of, you do it over and over and do the, do slow patterns and just start shooting from each side. They get used to it pretty quick there. It, yeah. it took him about two weeks and he's getting pretty good. So yeah. You have like a big belt buckle thing on in Nashville. Was that like something you won? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the cool kid the cool kid thing to do when you win something in the horse world is you yeah. get a big old plate belt yeah. buckle. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do that for aviation thing? Can I? No, like, we need something like that. I think aviation totally needs a big belt buckle. I would love that. Yeah. I actually bought a belt buckle at the Reno Air Races when I went last year. <laughs> Did you? Oh. It's really cool. Yeah. I haven't seen you wear it. I don't have a belt to put it on. Oh. I don't wear belts. We need to I get you a actually, belt. My thought was to make it cute. You're going to have to bring me a buckle. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a collection? <laughs> I have a few from doing a few different things. You know, I grew up doing a lot on horses I did jumping and barrel racing and cutting where you're working with the cows and roping and you know I even I even fly fish off of my horse and so I just I do everything that I can do on a horse I tried to do <laughs> try to make yeah. all the hobbies have to collide yeah <laughs> flying horses here we go <laughs> yeah now we got to figure out a way you're gonna have to get a really big airplane to get a horse on <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Macy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know you had a call before us and you've got a busy schedule. So I appreciate no, it doing that. Made my day. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope our parents so will talk again soon. And um, you can help me try to figure out because I do need to get um, a new GPS thing in my plane soon so hopefully you can help me figure out what i need and we can work together and i can become a customer and then you can travel with me (laughs) yes sweet no that would be so much fun just give me a call anytime yeah (laughs) thank you all right well this has been cockpits and cocktails with fly girl kelly macy dan and Bye, Alyssa. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And please like, subscribe, all that good stuff to the Cockpits and Cocktails podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>
you've been listening to Cockpits and Cocktails with your hosts Natalie Flygirl Kelly and Fly Alyssa. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for a lively discussion on aviation, aerospace, the air travel industry, and all things flight related. Aerospace and the air travel industry. Let it go to my head, I should have